0: views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers.
1: You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio.
0: Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile
1: everybody welcome welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm your host, Dr. Pat Basilli, and thank you guys so much for tuning us in and turning us on and all of the things that you do. It has been um it's such an amazing journey, just an incredible journey that I have been so honored to take with all of you. And I wanna just share something before I introduce my very special guest today, Dr. Terry Gordon. I wanna I wanted to say a couple of things. You know, people said that twenty twelve was going to be this year of uh epic change, transformation in a way that wow, many of us could never predict, don't didn't have the hindsight to see, and even now in the middle of it can't figure out what's going on. But I want to share something I think that that my guest, Dr. Gordon, would really appreciate today. You know, we get to talk with some of the most incredible people day to day on this show. But I will tell you that most of us here that work in the trenches, we get inspired by you, the listeners. We get inspired by the people that touch our lives, just as my guest, Dr. Gordon, has been. And you'll hear about his journey. But I want to say something that is is so amazing. Um, Many of you uh, heard me talk about some of the uh, um, uh, incidences and family losses we've had here lately. But I will tell you, nothing comes as more of a shock than my sister and uh, finding out yesterday she had a brain tumor. And I want to say this. I picked up the phone and I called this little southern gal down there in Florida, and I talked to a woman that has no such thing. She is at such a place of joy and happiness and love and is so far beyond what her body would have her believe that there's nothing really to say to her. There's nothing to say. And what she has said to me is, is is kind of what Dr. Gordon is about. She said to me, you've got to keep doing what you do. You've you got to keep taking the message. And she says this in a Southern accent, so I just want to tell you right up front here that I, I don't have my Southern accent on today. And she says, you have to keep bringing messages of hope, inspiration, and action to people because that's what you are meant to do. Today... Dr. Terry Gordon, joining me here today, guess what? His life may have seemed like something going in one direction. And all of a sudden, what happens? We show up with a different direction. We show up with a calling, a passion, a purpose. But sometimes things happen in our lives to get our attention. This renowned cardiologist, has dealt with life and death in many circumstances on a day-to-day basis. But what is it about his life that changed him forever? That's what you're going to hear today. You're going to hear how he captivates all of us in his fabulous book, No Storm Lasts Forever, Transforming Suffering into Insight. Dr. Terry Gordon is known as the wounded healer. Today, you're going to find out why. Dr. Gordon, welcome to the show. It is so great to have you here.
2: Dr. Pat, it's nice to be here. If I call you Pat, will you call me Terry?
1: Uh, You on a dime, absolutely. (laughs) I prefer that. Thanks. Me as well. I want to ask you a question that I that I ask everybody that has joined the show because many of our listeners don't know your journey uh, the way that you know those of us that have gotten real intimate with you uh, do. Given all that you've done, and you've done a ton, you have done amazing things, what are some of the obstacles, what are some of the challenges that have brought you to this very moment?
2: Well, Pat, I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, I think it was John Lennon who once said, life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. Yeah. I had, <laughs> I had uh, retired from the practice of cardiology. I actually fell off of a ladder and had a, had a neck injury and retired back in 2008 and in June of 2009 my daughter Natty Rose had come in from Chicago uh, where she was teaching and she walked into my office and you know it's a parents sixth sense when they can just feel something's not quite right I could feel the sadness dripping from her And so I called her over to me and I said, Well, what's up, honey? And she plopped down at my feet and put her arms up on my knees. And she said, You know, Dad, now mind you, she's 27 years old and still calls me Dad. She says, You know, Dad, I always thought that the older I got, the more control I assumed over my life, the easier life would become. And then with this heavy sigh and this tear trickling down her cheek, she said, You know, it's just not working out that way. It just. It seems like my life is, is getting tougher. And so I pulled her up into my arms, and I rocked her as I had uh, for so many years. And, and I paused for a very long time, uh, Pat, because I, I knew what I was about to say to her was very important. And I said, you know, darling, I don't think that's the way it's supposed to be. I think if we are to progress, if we are to grow spiritually, we must face greater and greater obstacles because it's only by overcoming those obstacles that we get propelled onto a higher path. And and I quoted from the Kabbalah, which is the ancient mystical text of Judaism, that says the falls of our life provide us the energy to propel us onto the higher path. The falls of our life. And I ended the conversation with her by saying, you know, sweetie, we should be grateful for the crap that happens to us. Um. And I left it at that. The next morning, Pat, at uh, 6.40, I received one of the worst phone calls a parent could get. The grave voice on the other end of the line informed me that our son Tyler, who was in school in Durango, Colorado, had been involved in a near-fatal car accident and that he had shattered his neck. And, And then came the dreaded words. We believe your son is quadriplegic. Well, you know, as a parent, you worry about those phone calls, you fret over them, but when it comes, you can't imagine the impact. Well... Within, I had maybe 20 seconds of denial, and then the doctor and me kicked in. I knew where we were going. I could see what was going to happen. They were getting ready to lifelight him to Denver from Durango. So within an hour, I had hastily packed a bag and bolted from the house and was speeding up to the Cleveland airport. And it was on the way up to the airport that I realized that I had left my wife wailing, wailing. And I didn't stop to console her. Because I didn't have the time, you know, I had to get to the airport. It was an overbooked flight. I, it was a direct flight that would get me there in time, and I just remember crying and and just asking for my wife's forgiveness. But she understood, you know. The deal. Well, anyway, so I get to the airport, and somehow I get on this overbooked flight, and I'm seated next to a window, and I'm like a caged cat. I mean, my thoughts are banging inside my head so loudly, and and I felt like Pat, I was on this in this tornado and it was loud and it was whooshing and it was dank and dark and i looked down the funnel and it was just blackness and and i remember praying harder than i've ever prayed in my life and i wasn't praying for me i was praying for those i loved i was praying for god to give me the strength to help my son and my daughters and my wife and my family and and i remember saying over and over again i can't do this i can't do this and after a while It seemed as if that loudness and the darkness and the wetness started to gradually abate as I was being enveloped in this cocoon of white noise. And it was a place of unfathomable peace. And as I was saying, I can't do this, I can't do this, I I can't tell you that I heard the voice of God, but I heard the words of God. Mm -hmm. And God said, yes, you can. I said, no, I can't. There's no way. And And God said, just yesterday, Terry, you just got through... Sharing your truth with your daughter about obstacles. You can talk the talk, but now you're going to have to live it. And I said, but how do I do this? And God reminded me that everything's in perfect order, even this. And I said, but I I just can't do this. And, And then the most profound thought came to me from God when God said, treat this as if it was something you had chosen. Now, why would I do that? Why would I choose a a tragedy like this for my my young son? What possible good could come from such a life-altering calamity? What lessons are hidden within this turmoil? And, And why are we as a family being asked to go through this seemingly negative experience? And what I found as I navigated the storm, it was that the challenge for me, became adjusting my perception of these events enough to recognize the presence of God within them. And in order to do that, I had to look beyond what my mind wanted to judge as good or bad. And in that nanosecond on that airplane, I changed the thought. My dear friend Wayne Dyer often says, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And in that instant, In that moment, I changed the thought. Rather than staying on the same chaotic path that I had been on forever and ever, I was being placed, or offered, I should say, a different path, a path of peace, knowing that there are no mistakes. There are no accidents. They are all gifts, Mm. gifts that we can either choose to resist, which will result in much pain and turmoil, or... It's a gift that we can choose to accept. You know, a lot of people describe this as a tragedy. A tragedy is only a calamity if you decide to make it so. The real tragedy is going through something like this and not learning from it. Mm. So it's it's a gift from God that we've been given.
1: You know, it's interesting, Terry. We were I was mentioning during the beginning of the show... Uh, a conversation I had with my sister and um, uh, who basically, in her own way, really affirmed what you were saying because Terry I think if you would have if you would have picked up the phone and chatted with my sister Joyce, you would not have you would not have gotten an inkling that this is a woman that maybe has about a month to live, and I think what you 're saying is is so absolutely important in this transformation. And you have such a powerful message when we come back from break. You know, for those of you that are just tuning in, please, this is No Storm Lasts Forever. This is an incredible book by Dr. Terry Gordon joining me here today. And our mutual friend, Dr. Wayne Dyer has a few things to say about it as well. But the message is in here for all of us that are sort of licking our wounds a bit, thinking that we have lost so much, this show today is for you. This is a way to look at your life, to see your life through the eyes of someone that has really been able to transform tragedy into such important lessons. When we come back, we'll be talking about the connection you know, between the things that happen to us in life and how they become a spiritual journey. And more importantly, how does this affect the people we love and we know? You're listening to The Dr. Pat Show. Dr. Terry Gordon is my guest. We'll be right back. Some talk networks broadcast whatever they want to, whether the vibration is high or low others tune in to the highest vibration possible to help people live life full out these networks don't come along very often but when they do they remind us that we can achieve everything that is possible to help ourselves to help others and to help the planet Hello everyone, I'm Sue London. I'm Karen Hager. I'm CJ Liu. Welcome to the Dr. Pack Show. Talk radio to thrive by. These networks aren't concerned about sensationalizing bad
0: news. They hear something
2: on the radio and all of a sudden their whole day is ruined.
1: They aren't concerned about sensationalizing bad Individuals setbacks. Powerful, inspiring. They focus on an amazing, innovative broadcast network.
0: You can learn a lot.
1: That helps people rise up. That helps people become empowered.
0: Empowered living radios where you can find it.
1: That helps people say yes to standing in the abundance and amazing that is their lives.
2: The urge to grow. The
1: It's one of these networks.
2: Transformative radio show that will change your
1: life. Won't you join us? Join us on transformationtalkradio.com.
3: Connect with your personal guardian angels, guides, and departed loved ones at Angels and the Afterlife, an enlightening day of answers with Doreen Virtue and John Holland on September 22nd in Seattle, Washington. Audience readings will be given throughout the day, so reserve your seat today by calling 800-654-5126. Discover how guardian angels support, heal, and guide to enact positive life changes. Tune in and increase your innate intuitive abilities to receive signs and signals from the other side. Seats are limited for the Angels and the Afterlife event, so call 800-654-5126 to reserve your seat today, or online visit hayhouse.com
0: Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Hey, I just want to tell everybody, again, my friends at Hay House have really brought to the forefront an amazing individual, Dr. Terry Gordon. I said he's known as the wounded healer. Um, there's lots of information you can find out about if you go to his website, drterrygordon.com. We're talking about his book, No Storm Lasts Forever, Transforming Suffering into Insight. Uh, Terry, thank you so much for joining us here today. Uh, I said a couple things before the break, but, you know, i we don't really realize that this storm is going to end. We think it is going to go on forever. Didn't you think that at some point?
2: Well, I can't tell you honestly that I didn't. Certainly mm-hmm. there are times where you just feel so overwhelmed. But inevitably, <clears throat> whenever that would happen, something miraculous happened to remind me that it wasn't going to be that way. Um, you know, certainly God's never created a storm that, that lasts forever. You know, the sun's shining someplace. You just have to place your attention on it. You have to place your focus on that possibility. Because certainly, if all you look at is the downside of any experience, that's what you're going to see. And that's what's going to be presented to the universe and come back at you. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I mean, I'm not going to tell you that I'm this perfectly enlightened person that just walks around with, you know, with peace surrounding me. No. Not all the time, but i 've been able to find that place where i can can get to peace quickly
1: you know this may seem getting going to the to, to the other end of the spectrum, but you know let 's go there for a minute um, during the break I, I was we were talking a little bit about you know my sister and her perspective on life, which is absolutely beautiful and I said to you, if you picked up the phone and called her, the last thing that you would figure out is that this is a woman that perhaps, according to doctors, has about a month to live. There's You will hear joy, happiness, joking, kidding, a light energy, gratitude, and you name it. But it does bring up to the forefront this idea of what it means uh, to move on, to make your transition, to move out of this body. And you must have thought uh, all of the years in your practice, you must have had some thoughts about death, what it means, because you've seen so much of it.
2: Well, that, that is true. Almost on a daily basis, I dealt with death, and I, and I witnessed a lot of people as they transitioned. Not all of them died suddenly. So I, I had this marvelous template from which to choose what I wanted to do when my time comes, if that makes sense to you. But yes. I'll share with you this story, and this was late into my career. And mind you, I've seen thousands of people as they die, the moment they, they are dying, and I'm usually the one trying to frantically keep them from doing so. But I had this patient. Her name was um, was uh, Audrey, and she was from the South. She was from South Carolina, and she just typified the Southern lady. I mean, she just was just this marvelous genteel woman, and we always clicked. We always had a lot in common, and I had implanted one of the original defibrillators, which is a device that... Is placed on her heart, and whenever she would go into a cardiac arrest, this device would shock her out of it. And she really outlived her disease. She lived for over 10 years. I never anticipated that she would live that long. And and one morning, she came into the hospital, and this device was just banging away at her. It shocked her probably 80 times that day. And unfortunately, it was when she was awake. So she felt every one of them, and despite my efforts, I couldn't calm her heart down. Well, at the end of the afternoon she asked the nurses if I would come over and and talk with her. And I came right over and, and she said, you know, Terry, I'm not afraid to die. I know where I'm going. In fact, I've been dying for 10 years. And I said, oh, no, Audrey, you've been living for 10 years. And she said, no, you don't understand. I've been preparing for my death for 10 years. I've been getting rid of the stuff that is so unimportant, the material stuff, the physical stuff, And I'm not afraid to die, but I really don't want to continue living like this. Will you turn the device off? And I shared with her, of course I will, Audrey. But you do understand that the very next time you have this heart rhythm disturbance, you're going to cross over. And she said, I understand that. So I I turned the device off. None of her family was in town. They all were still down in South Carolina. And I started to leave the room. And she called me back and she said, you know, Terry, I just have one more request. Will you hold my hand? Well, you know. I've never had anybody ask me to do that. I said, of course I will. So I sat down on her bed, and I'm holding her hand, and I'm caressing her hand, and we're talking about the South, and she's smiling, and I'm smiling, and I I could see her heart monitor over her right shoulder. And about mid-sentence, her eyes just kind of rolled back into her head. Her heart had stopped, and she very peacefully crossed over. Now, as she did, Pat, she lost her bladder control. So I'm now seated in a pool of her urine, holding her hand. But I couldn't move. It was such a special moment. And I'm, I'm looking at this hand, and it's the same hand I had just been holding a moment before that was responsive to mine, caressing mine. It was the same hand. It had the same skin, the same bones, bloods. So everything in that hand was the same, except for one thing. The spirit had left the vessel. And in that split second... I could feel her energy swirling behind me, and then it was gone. And I looked back at the hand, and the weirdest thought crossed my mind. you remember the movie E.T.? Yes. you remember when E.T.'s bony finger leans over and touched the flower, and the flower withered? Yes, absolutely. And And then he dinged it again, and the flower came back to life. Yes. It hit me. What had just happened to Audrey was that God dinged her. And, you know, we think we know so much in medicine and science. Right. We don't know squat.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> but, <laughs> I hate to tell you all that, but guess what? <laughs> but, but the one thing we do know is that energy doesn't die. It transforms. And it goes on and on and on forever, eternity. So from the point you get dinged out of this body, ad infinitum, the, the, the outward, that energy goes on. Now, where it ends up, that's the discussion that many religions have. But I also believe that energy existed before we got dinged into this body for eternity out the other way. So if you buy that, for eternity out the other way and eternity forward, the time that we are here is infinitesimal. Not insignificant, not inconsequential, but infinitesimal. So it doesn't matter whether we live for three days, whether we live for three decades, or whether we live for a hundred years. It's infinitesimal. In the overall scheme of things, I think it was Rumi who said death is the gateway to eternity. Uh. So what happens to us, and this is hard for people to, to grasp, and maybe it's the way I present it, but what happens to us? doesn't matter. It's what we do with it that is important. And I'll give you an example. My father died of prostate cancer when he was 53. Suffered terribly. I was a young man of 22, 23 years of age. My children weren't born then. They never knew my dad. They know he died, but they don't know the specifics of his death. And it's really unimportant. What is important is what dad did with the experience. Mm. So that's where these gifts that we get from God, and that gift often doesn't come in a beautifully wrapped package. It can appear so hideous that you wonder, how could it ever be of benefit? But it's what Dad did with it, not what he got. It could have been a stroke that he had to endure, or diabetes, or sudden death or cancer in another organ. It doesn't matter what happens to us. It's a gift. What we do with it is what is important.
1: I love this conversation. You know, Terry, I I don't remember who said it to me or if I said it myself, but, you know, I had this awakening that is so in tune with what you're saying, and i probably because of my own uh, healing journey, and the realization was that, you know, the minute we're born, we live in the shadow of death. And, and and to figure out what that means for us or to us individually, our own soul's journey over a lifetime is is the great mystery and yet the great teacher. When we come back from break, uh, Dr. Terry Gordon joining me here today. For those of you out there that are just tuning in, uh, no storm lasts forever. When we come back, we're going to talk about what the three keys are to overcoming life storms. Yes life storms. Dr. Terry Gordon, renowned cardiologist, he's sharing his experiences and but much more. You know, people wonder and have asked, what is two t- 2012 about? What is it going to mean? Not at the end of 2012, what's it going to mean January 1st, 2013? What are you going to be able to say about this incredible year? Stay tuned, we'll be right back.
0: change your coffee experience forever with Cameno Island Coffee Roaster Fair Trade. Certified organic, shade-grown, delicious coffee. The Cameno Island Coffee Roasters are giving back. Receive a free pound of the most popular single origin coffee, Papua New Guinea, to the first 250 callers. The number is toll-free 855-438-8671 Just pay 8.95 dollars shipping and handling, and you can try triple certified coffee for yourself. The number is toll-free, 855-438-8671. This is a free pound of coffee that retails at $16.95. Once you've tried this coffee, you will automatically be enrolled in the Coffee Lovers Club for free and will always receive free shipping and nearly 30% off retail of your coffee orders. This coffee is going to knock your socks off. That number again is 855-GET-TOP-1. We say top one because this coffee is the top 1% grade. That's 855-438-8671.
3: Tune in each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com to the Elizabeth Anglin Show, your psychic connection to your soul's path. Elizabeth takes you to the Universal Etheric Space Library, where soul records and life lesson plans are stored. This live call-in show will help you decide what your life plan is through the help of your guides and guardian angels. Visit ElizabethAnglin.com or call 1-888-640-4893 to schedule your reading with psychic medium animal communicator elizabeth anglin the hit radio show authenticity rising with Christine and Sabrina is energizing people everywhere to rise to the occasion of their lives do you feel overwhelmed by all the information out there that's designed to improve your life do you feel that you're destined to become more are you sometimes afraid to fully express who you are let authenticity rising with Christine and Sabrina help you to step into true empowerment leading you to greater joy ease and abundance co-host Christine Upchurch and Sabrina Fritz invite like you to join them every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. And rise to the occasion of your life.
0: Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basilli. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Wow. Uh, Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. For more information about us, go to drpatlive.com or go to transformationtalkradio.com. We have got some really cool things that we are planning for all of you. We're going to be bringing back our Pay It Forward Angel campaign, uh, launching us into this amazing time that we all live in right now. Uh, This is going to be something where each of you can become a Pay It Forward Angel and and pay things forward that we'll be providing, you know, special tools that our guests and our sponsors and all the people we know uh, have said uh, yes to paying it forward and much more. Today, the show with Dr. Terry Gordon is amazing. His message is powerful. The book will wake you up. No Storm Lasts Forever, Transforming Suffering into Insight. Please go to his website, drterrygordon.com, and find out lots more about him and what he does. Uh, There's a lot of information there, uh, including a blog that is very, very interesting, and I hope we get to talk about a couple of these things. Terry, thank you for joining me here today. Uh, Before we jump into talking about uh, uh, you know, three things that, you know, will help us overcome life's storms. Uh, we mentioned during the break that you wanted to share something based on a, a statement that I made about, you know, from birth, we live in the shadow of death. Uh, and I said to you, I have no idea where that quote came from, but it became really relevant to me here recently.
2: And so I'd love for you to talk to that. I know where the quote came from. It came from Dr. Pat. Just (laughs) Google it. You'll find out. The the, the thought when you you suggested that, and it's really very true, as I mentioned before, death is really a fallacy of thought. But the truth is, the physical aspect of each of us begins dying cell by cell from the moment of our conception. You know, each type of cell has a different death cycle, its own timetable, if you will. the lifespan of cells lying in the stomach is about two days the colon about three or four days they they uh, come and go skin cells regenerate every couple of weeks red blood cells every four months and some of the cells that make up bone can last up to 25 to 30 years so each year the death sentence inside the body results in a gradual disintegration of our bodies through the balance of cell death and cell division and these cells in our body die all the while the whole continues to thrive. Now, cells die in response to various stimuli, and they generally do so in a controlled, regulated fashion so that other cells may live. So during each moment of our life, these cells destroy themselves, releasing their life force back into the environment. Their energy is used to revitalize the whole as new cells are being generated to replace those that have already served their purposes. So in orderly and programmed fashion, cells play an active role their own death. They commit suicide, if you will, in a a fundamental process known as apoptosis, a Greek word, I believe. And through this process, we're given a new body. We're revitalized with the same life force that energizes all living things. And the maintenance of health is dependent upon this reliance on death. That's, That's a profound thought. Wow. The maintenance of health is dependent upon this reliance of death. So if you think about it, this can apply to every facet of, of one's life. My retirement, for example, the death of my career as a cardiologist had to happen in order for the rest of my life to continue on its destined path. So in this context, how can one ever consider death as an enemy? Mm. So your, your comments were so true. You know, the moment we're conceived, we start to die. Parts of us start <laughs> to die. And, and, you know, I mean, you think about the brain. That, that's always intriguing me, you know?
3: It is, the, the isn't brain it?
2: Cells, the brain cells come and go, and yet our memory stays. Well, how, how does that happen, you know? I mean, there are lots of studies that, that try to prove that, but, but that's, that's part of it, you know? It's, it's, this brain is a totally different brain right now than it was when we first started this talk show a uh, half an hour or so ago. And yet... Our thoughts are still there; they're still the same. So it's it's very intriguing to me.
1: You know, this is a part of uh, e- each of our journey, and and one of the things I love uh, about what you talk about in the book. I mean, there's so many things you talk about in the book, and and I would love to get to sharing these the uh, the tools for today with everyone. But you know, you also talk about magic, and I want to take a moment, if we could, and and to discuss. Uh, one of the, one of the chapters in the book where you ask the question, do you believe in magic? Now that was a song, right? Back Mm -hmm. when I grew up or something. I I can't even remember who did that song,
2: but. 11 Spoonful.
1: That's it, see? I'm telling you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Were you, were you at Woodstock with me?
2: I wish I was. That's one of those <laughs> regrets that I have in my life that I didn't get to experience. Although my kids have been to—I'm um, drawing a blank on the name—down south um, oh, a big music festival yeah, down yeah. there. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
2: And the pictures looks a lot like Woodstock.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. But you know, I was fascinated. There's so many things in, in your book, but I was fascinated by this chapter because I thought, okay, wait a minute. You know, I just read about what I just read about. Okay, I read about this and. It, Let's talk about this idea of believing in magic to sort of set the stage for, uh, you know, our conversation about overcoming life storms.
2: Well, you know, everything in life is a thought. You know, what you think of me is your thought of me. What you think of this interview is your thought. And, and thoughts can change. I never used to believe in that stuff, okay? My wife, Angela, is the one who has gently coaxed me on to the path. Not forced me onto it, but just kind of introduced me to certain things, and and magic is there, and it's not, you know, voodoo sort of woo. This is weird stuff. It it, it, it crosses over in, in what many consider to be miracles. Um, while we were in the in the hospital, um, uh, one of Maddie Rose's my daughter's uh, friends from California had communicated with us long before Tyler's accident. And Angela had, um, had been up with Tyler in, in the intensive care unit all night, and she was meditating, and, and something came to her that kept saying, magic, magic, <clears throat> pay attention to the magic. And, and, of course, she has always done that. And she shared that with me the next morning, that she wasn't sure what it meant, but this was the message that kept coming to her, magic. Well, the gentleman I was telling you about that was friends with my daughter sent Tyler this beautiful letter um, about how to persevere and and how to, uh, to not listen to anyone who tells you that you are quadriplegic. Don't take on their assessment. Um, don't let it dictate your life. And he signed it. Magic. Magic Marino is his name. Now if that doesn't give you the goosies, you know, if that doesn't share with you the magic of the universe, the connectivity, the synchronicity that occurs, I don't know what will. Because she had no idea, because I had the computer. She didn't have the computer. She doesn't even know where to put the quarter in the computer. So she couldn't have found that, but it happened that morning. Listen to the magic. And, and, and that's one of the things that I've learned most, I think, from my dear friend Wayne Dyer. You know, you, you got to be open to everything and attached to nothing. That doesn't mean you buy into everything, but at least be open to the possibility. And that's what I did. I became open to the possibility of miraculous things happening. And guess what? They started happening. You know, the, the way I met Wayne, I, I had read a couple of his books. A patient of mine suggested that I needed to. And I re- read a couple of his books and um, tried to call him and couldn't get in touch with him. And two years later, my wife uh, and I went to Hawaii, and Angela had developed shingles right before we left, and she was just as sick as she could be, couldn't even get out of bed. And I went out one morning and tried to meditate and couldn't, and I was coming back kind of feeling sorry for myself, kicking the sand, and guess who I bumped into?
1: Who'd you bump into? Wayne Dyer. Of course you did. What are the
2: chances (laughs) that that happened?
1: Right, I know.
2: And... um, you know, things like that have happened all along. We've, we've become very good friends and, and have a, a very, very close relationship. But those things don't just happen. It's magical. It's miraculous. In, in fact, in, in A Course in Miracles, there is, and I know I'll botch the, um, the expression, but basically <laughs> it says, you know, miracles abound all the time. It's when they're not there that something is terribly wrong. And that's what I've come to embrace.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, this is really a, a, such a reminder. We started the show, at least I started the show talking about this. And, and you know, what you said is so profoundly uh, inviting for people. It really is an invitation for people to step into the world of the invisible. Mm-hmm. You know, that place that we step into where magical things happen uh i don't think it's a mistake that as children we have a fairy tale consciousness i actually think that that is a a predetermined plan for us mm-hmm. so that we understand the essence and the potentiality of our lives mm-hmm. uh it's just that when we get older we get a bit crusty here you know what i'm saying
2: on top of that yeah text.
1: we get it I would like to skip a break, and what I'd love to be able to do is just have us talk about the three keys to overcoming life storms, because I, I think this is so important and a great way to wrap up the show. Okay. Rock on.
2: <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the first thing, at least the, that I found of, of greatest importance, was changing the thought, and, and I've talked a little bit about that. You know, again, as Wayne says, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And I came to appreciate that everything's in perfect order. Even this, it's all in your perspective. And I found that even in the midst of such profound sadness, if I allowed myself to look around, I could focus instead on the beauty that was right before my eyes. And and there has to be this maintenance of equilibrium in our lives, a balance manifest by the apparent dualities in life. You know, the, the monsoon countered by the calm, sunny day, perfect health balanced by life-threatening disease or injury. And, And what I found was this, that this human realm represents a perfect circumstance in which one can approach what we all seek, and that is transforming enlightenment. All the pain and turmoil of this existence, those things that cause us to suffer, are beautifully balanced and couples coupled with those things that bring us pleasure. There there was a scene in um, Patch Adams where this elderly gentleman, as I recall, asked Patch to put his four fingers right in front of his face, about six inches from his eyes, and to focus on those four fingers. And as he focused on those four fingers, those represent pain and anguish and suffering and turmoil. And then he asked him to focus beyond the fingers on the flower that was at the bedside. And then you could see that flower, but then focusing back on the fingers, the flower went away, because all you could see were those four tumultuous experiences, those emotions. And the point I'm trying to make is that beauty lies right alongside what we perceive as tragedy. But there's really no such thing as tragedy, as I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. The tragedy is in going through an experience and not, a, not learning from it, but the beauty is right there. And it's it's like from uh, the Tao Te Ching. Lao Tzu describes the non-duality of life. There's no such thing as good, different from bad. You can't understand what bad is unless you've had good. You can't understand or appreciate lightness unless you've been in the darkness. They're really, really one and the same. So understanding that, that you know, if if you focus on the negatives, that's where you're going to stay. But if you allow yourself To focus on the positive. That's so important. And and it it hit me one morning I awoke. We were out in Colorado when Ty was in uh, rehab. And it it was not much fun, I'll tell you. He was just suffering so much. And it was just so sad. And I, I awoke with the sun beaming in our room. And I remember saying, thank you, thank you, thank you for the beautiful day. And then suddenly it hit me where I was and what we were involved with. And I felt so guilty enjoying something while my son was suffering. Mm. And then it came to me, why shouldn't I enjoy the beautiful day? It's right there. Yes, there's part of the day that's not so joyful, but you have to be able to enjoy both of them, being balanced by both of them. So that was the first thing. The second thing that that helped me immensely was journaling. And I had never done that before, never kept a diary, but it, it really... Became the vehicle of, of my delivery from this mess, um, you know. When Tyler was first injured, I, I found it extremely difficult to talk about, um, to anybody, including my wife. We just, mm. you know, it, you just kind of clam up. You just, just kind of go within. And and uh, what I felt I needed was time to absorb the experience into my soul. And and I thought about it over and over again. But but then. In that silent space, when I started searching for meaning, the journaling allowed me to distill my ideas and and then expand on them. And, And what I would do is I would write, it was very therapeutic for me, but I would write down concepts, I would write down emotions and then leave them alone and come back and revisit them. And what I was able to do is that it, in a different mindset, offered me a clarity that I don't think I would have gotten otherwise. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, letting go of the ego, you know, letting go of that, that belief that I can handle this by myself because I couldn't, quite frankly. I had to yield to a higher power. And that that offered me immense strength in, in the midst of the storm. And um, you know, I, I, I on this path through hell my mantra became I can't. But, uh, we can. but we can. So mm-hmm. those were the three things that helped me the most.
1: Now, I, it is, let's talk about the last thing because I think this is, uh, you, you know, talking about the ego is, is, is very fun for me, uh, in a lot of different ways because, you know, I, I'm, I mean, I've been smack uh, dab in front of my own ego multiple times in my life, especially in my corporate <laughs> career. <laughs> Probably mm-hmm. as you have been as a cardiologist. Of course, of course. Uh, yeah, You're so important, you
2: know, aren't
1: we? Oh my god, you can't <laughs> come on. You know, big executive, big cardiologist, of course, our ego would lead the way at some level. Uh, but let's talk about it because is the ego essential? Is it and, and I have had this debate with many people who say, "Oh, you got to you got to let go of the ego. You got to let go of the ego. Ego. But what have we learned? I mean, what have you learned from your ego to help you to bring this message forth?"
2: Well, that is a marvelous question, and I'll <laughs> share with you why, because this has been, and it's often difficult for people to understand, and it's probably because it's difficult for me to express it, but inside of us, there are two people, two selves, okay? One self is the mortal self. It's the self that's limited by the physical plane. It's a self that's encapsulated in skin. It's an ego trapped inside a transitory body. It's fragile and it can be irreversibly altered by disease, injury, and even by one's thoughts. The other self is the authentic self. It's the immortal self, the spiritual self that lives in a place of much higher consciousness. It resides in this space where as an invisible, passive, non-judgmental observer, one spiritual growth unfolds. Now, myself, that resides in the physical world, undeniably feels the excruciating pain of a parent watching his son endure an ocean of suffering. But here's what I've been able to do. I've been able to become transparent. Uh-huh. I've been able to transcend above the quagmire, above the solid aspect of myself, my ego. And in doing so, I've been able to rise above the resistance and transcend the limitations of this material world. I'm able, in this special place, with no agenda, no, um, no, um, I'm drawing a blank here, n- n- not with any plan whatsoever. I'm yeah, able, a pre-
1: preconceived notion.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm able to. Yeah calmly observe and i can watch tyler as he goes through this experience in a non-judgmental way i can watch him as he is growing i can watch my wife as she is going again from this transcendent place i can even pat watch myself as my physical egoic person goes through this experience and it's A marvelous place. Again, I, I don't interact with it. I don't interfere with it. I just observe it. And, you know, I mean, we are spiritual beings temporarily going through a human experience. That human experience is grounded in ego, which can be very, very bad.
1: Thank you. Yeah. This has been a great conversation, Terry. I mean, I, I yeah. you know, it's it's so fascinating that uh, I get to meet so many incredible people. And thank you so much for taking this very powerful message out into the world. You're uh, so I, welcome. Thank you. Um, let, let people know the best way to find out more about you, your appearances, and what's next.
2: Well, my uh, website is www.drterrygordon.com, and doctor is just dr. Terry is T-E-R-R-Y Gordon, G-O-R-D-O-N. I will be speaking along with uh, Wayne Dyer at the I Can Do It um, conference in Washington, D.C. on Friday night, September 7th, I believe it is. He's asked me to join him on stage. Um, Great. Great. that's, that's the next big thing coming up.
1: Yeah, really and you know, either. for those of you who want to find out more about that event, you can also go to hayhouse.com. Uh, and by the way, uh, say hello to Dr. Dyer. He is also coming to Seattle uh, in September, or rather I think in November, and boy, we're hoping to get him in studio. Thank you, Terry, for a great show. Thank you for a powerful message.
2: You're welcome, Pat. Namaste.
1: Uh, namaste I want to thank all of you out there for tuning us in turning us on please make sure you sign up for our newsletter go to the Uh we've got lots planned for you and we keep you updated each week thank you Chad for doing a great show as you always do and we'll see you next
0: time on the Dr. Pat Show thank you for joining us today for the Dr. Pat Show talk radio to thrive by The Dr. Pat Show can be heard live every Thursday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific on voiceamerica.com and Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. on KKNW, AM 1150. So join Dr. Pat live or listen 24-7 at www.thedrpatshow.com.
3: For more information about Elizabeth and to schedule a session, visit elizabethcookson.com. Did anyone teach you to be a parent? Gratitude asks Sacred Space. Tell me, who are you? I would like to meet you and get to know you better. Gratitude responds, I am that which embraces each atom of your universe. I am that which makes your environment vibrate with very high frequency. I am that which attracts towards you all the hearts that you shelter. Wouldn't it be wonderful to allow yourself to bathe in the energy of your own sacred space every single day? Learn how to create your inner sacred space using our Essence of Gratitude Trio, which includes the Gratitude in Action, Actions of Gratitude book, our Essence of Gratitude journal, and our Bungie bookmark, all which emanate powerful vibrations that transform your life in health, creativity, wealth, and enriched relationships. Visit our Gratitude Living boutique at explorationgratitude.com.
0: How would you like increased health and vitality?
1: Hey, everyone, you're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Don't touch that dial. We'll be beginning a brand new show at the top of the hour with one of our amazing hosts, Transformation Talk Radio. Talk radio to change the world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour.
3: Oh, aren't you tired of the same old negative vibe? Hey, Valerie, have you heard about TransformationTalkRadio.com? No, what's that? Dr. Pat is launching a new network. and she- Dr. Pat? Dr. Pat, how many hours is she going to be on? It won't be all Dr. Pat. She'll be joined by her friends transformative hosts from around the globe. TransformationTalkRadio.com is a 24-7 network. 24 hours of Dr. Pat and her guests? No, 24 hours of Dr. Pat and her hosts. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Where's it going to be broadcast? You're going to be able to hear her in Seattle, Boston, Connecticut, New York, Rhode Island, on over 300 cable radio stations and on the internet everywhere. Listen live at TransformationTalkRadio.com. Great, we should spread the word. Absolutely, spread the word. Go to TransformationTalkRadio.com. You're tuned in to Transformation Talk Radio.
1: Think that Dr. Pat shows the cat's meow? Just listen to what some of her transformative guests have had to say. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with?
2: Believe in yourself always. Remember that uh, you are a gift. You are a miracle, and the only way you can return any part of that gift is what you do with it. Live into yourself. Be that miracle.
1: I love it. Eldon Taylor, everyone.
2: And, and thank you, Pat. I love joining you. You're a wonderful host.
1: Thank you, and we're going to bring Eldon back because we, we just haven't even scratched the surface here. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on.
3: Thank you for listening, and keep us tuned in right here on Transformation Talk Radio.
1: Transformation Talk Radio showcases a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, education, and practical information. filmmakers, artists, mystics, and healers that are stimulating and supporting individual and collective growth. Get ready to create positive cultural shifts on Transformation Talk Radio. Join us in making a meaningful difference in the world. TransformationTalkRadio.com. That's TransformationTalkRadio.com.